sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. At the heart of our Catholic faith is the truth that Jesus Christ became man, that the Son of God took on human nature, took on human flesh. But why did he do it? What does the church say about the reasons for the incarnation and what does it matter for our lives? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into the reasons for the incarnation, we want you to know, as always, that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I'm joined in studio once again by Renee Kranz. Hey, Renee. Hey, Chris. Renee, did you notice how I was much more relaxed? You were and relaxed calm and like and I could understand all your words. <laughs> it was great. I wasn't that, yeah. It's taken me. You weren't racing. 550 up. Uh, <laughs> And a, and a little criticism from your co-host. And, and some <laughs> listeners, too. Like, what's the email address? I, can, oh, I say it every time, twice. Yeah, but it's too fast. Oh, all right. Yeah, so. there's something to, say, to be said for clarity. Clarity yes. is a good thing, yes. amen. And you know, the funny thing is, I've, I've had, like, plenty of caffeine this, as we're recording in the morning. I'm not sure that actually is helpful. <laughs> well, I'm just saying the fact that I was, you know, uh, uh, unusually oh, yes. relaxed. Yes. Yeah, because I've seen you with an entire pot in your office before, and yeah. uh, that, those are terrifying days. <laughs> Bergwald's got the whole pot in there. The whole pot. <clears throat> so, um, it's uh, ordinary time. We're very far away. It's, it's not Christmas in June or anything. No. But we are going to talk about, um, again, the, the some of the reasons why the word became flesh. Um so we're gonna we're gonna be looking um, at the, what the church says in the catechism about Yay. this. But I'm just curious if somebody just asked you on the street, yeah, like this happens all yeah, the time. Yeah, this does you know, happen quite a bit. Street. People Excuse stop me, me in the mall all the time. <laughs> what, <laughs> Poke what? their head in my dressing room, ma'am. <laughs> right. So the, we're, we'll, as we'll see. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, miss. Uh, can you tell me why did the word become flesh? Uh, <laughs> the church is gonna give as we'll see four reasons. There's all sorts of true reasons she'll sort of condense them most of them into to four um but there's many true reasons though why one might say the word became flesh what comes to your mind um the first thing that comes to my mind is for the salvation of the world huh? apparently is not right because no, he's not, just no, like huh, not, yeah that's i'm, that's I'm, really I'm acknowledging a dumb answer. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a perfectly fine um, true Good think if I can think of any oh, that was a waiting like is any other things come to mind so um, that's what yeah I guess uh I don't know if this is actually talked about in the in the catechism I haven't looked at that yet but um so that he can show us how to be holy I don't know if that was actually one of the reasons or You're not doing well here <laughs> I'm not trying. This was not a I, quiz to see if you could say. I literally have it looked at. I know at you where haven't. the bookmark was. So, um, let me think. Uh, to start the new covenant. Oh, yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Do I have to say any more? Can no, you, no, can you, you let me you off the hook? Now? I'll let you off the hook. Okay, I, great. I, do you, I, the implicit with that is: Do you have anything else come to mind? But no. No. 
I'm sure if I really thought about it for a while, some you other things would come to mind. Yeah, but right. th- there could be a lot of silence in between that. <laughs> we, we, that's, that's bad, bad radio yes. and, and TV. So um, I'm just pulling up something. I was going to say, are you checking your texts or what's <laughs> happening? Hang on. <laughs> Hold tight, everybody. You're boring me. Um, <laughs> so as I said, the catechism gives four reasons for the incarnation. Here we go. The incarnation. And I, I your first answer um, corresponds to an overarching theme okay. from the catechism. So okay. uh, this is, so the catechism of the Catholic church, just in case folks aren't familiar with it, is basically, it's a document, a book um, that came out from the Vatican. It's the catechism of the Catholic church. A catechism is basically a summary of teaching. So right. this is an official summary of the official teachings of the Catholic church published by the Vatican uh, back in the 1990s. Right. Uh, there've been, um, Couple minor updates in the '90s. One one small update from uh, Pope Francis about eight ish seven years ago now, um, but but this is basically again a, a, a summary of everything the Church officially teaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Catechism of the Catholic Church, um, and it's it's organized not by page number but by paragraph number. So right. every, every every page has a number of paragraphs and they're all numbered and that's mm-hmm. how you can navigate it because different editions of it, the, the words are all the same, but the pagination might change. Right. So, so we are going to be looking at paragraphs 456 and following uh, in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. So to start there, so the overall heading here, um, looking at the, the, uh, the, the Apostles' Creed, he was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit it was born of the Virgin Mary. So under that, the catechism is going to look at the, the truth that the Son of God became man. And under that, the first question, the heading is, why did the word become flesh? Mm-hmm. So these next this next page and a half or so is devoted to answering that question. And I so what why are we talking why are we talking about this, Renee? I don't know. It's not Christmas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. It's... But really, I, we don't have to wait for Christmas to talk about it. Of course this. not. I mean, it's really the the uh, singular thing that where our salvation comes from is that he became flesh. Yeah. So I think it's good to talk about probably more than we do. Right. Probably. <laughs> yeah. So the, the heart of our faith. So everything that we, everything the church officially teaches is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some truths are more central, if you will. So more some truthy? truths are more truthy. They're truthier <laughs> truths. There we go. Maybe that's the title. Truthier, <laughs> truthier truths. truths. Um, worship be worship. Worship be worship. Exactly. <laughs> that just aired last week as we're recording. Um, tr- uh, so are more central to our faith. They're, they're more important. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in daily life, it's right. it's more important to know that Jermaine is my wife than that I ate some tortilla chips last night while I watched <laughs> Top Gun with two of my kids. Ooh. Yeah. The um, old Top Gun. The old Top Gun. Nice. The original Top Gun. Uh one truth is definitely more important than the other, mm-hmm. and it's not the tortilla chips. Right. But that's true. Right. right? That was true. Yep. Our faith, we, there's all sorts of truths, but some of them are more important than the other. The, the, the most important truth of our faith is the, the truth of the Trinity, that God is three persons in one nature, mm-hmm. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, co-eternal, co-consubstantial, all the rest. The second most important truth is that the second person of the Trinity became man. Right. And that's the, and so the, the reasons for the incarnation, it's good for us to reflect on, mm-hmm. uh, on occasion. Why, mm-hmm. you know, that is so just sort of a big step back here. Um, 
I uh, am a firm believer in the importance of of pondering the the things that we believe mm-hmm. believe uh, the things the truths that we accept by our faith in God and His Church, but wondering why is this true? Um, yeah, this is actually a good little riff here. Renee, what is theology? Uh, the study of religion. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's an absolutely true and fine <laughs> answer. Um, Saint Anselm of Canterbury, eleventh uh, century uh, saint, doctor of the church, I believe, gave a, what's become a classic definition of theology. Theology is faith seeking understanding. Oh, sure. Faith seeking understanding. So, as Catholics, we are called to give assent to believe in everything the church teaches because uh, of our faith in God Mm -hmm. and our faith that God is guiding his church. But we're called then, so faith-seeking understanding, we're called to ask questions, not doubting, is this really true? No, no, believe it, faith, but then we seek to understand it. Right, right. So it's a good and I would argue in some sense necessary thing for us to wonder about our faith, to ask questions about our faith. Mm-hmm. And this is the second most important truth of our faith. Mm-hmm. So she, we should wonder about, well, why did the Son of God, why did the Word mm-hmm. become flesh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a good thing to do. And Fortunately, this, this is also an area where most Christians agree. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's a good um, uh, place to find agreement if you're having arguments with someone or whatever. It's just... Yep. A good foundation. You, you go back to, okay, remember, we yeah. all believe that yeah. Jesus is God, yeah. that he He was God before he became man. He yeah. came for a, a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Now, it would be interesting to see um, if our, what, our, what our brothers and sisters in Christ, how they would answer this question. Yeah. Why would we, yeah. I, I, I've, I'm, I'm confident there would be some overlap. There could be. I think they would agree with all the reasons that yeah. the church would give, um, but that would be an interesting thing. It would. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, so it's good to wonder why did the word become flesh? So mm-hmm. I love the fact actually the catechism literally frames it in the form of a question. Mm-hmm. So this, the, before it gets into the four reasons that the church will set forth, um, it gives an overarching answer. Again, this is 456 in the catechism. With the Nicene Creed, we answer by confessing, and this is where I'm actually going to read from the new translation. That's what. Okay. That's why I was on my phone earlier, okay, sure. Renee. Again, with the Nicene Creed, we answer by confessing, for us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. Again, for us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. So the church first address uh, points us to this this ancient uh, summary of what the early church believed mm-hmm. called the Nicene Creed. So mm-hmm. a creed is just a summary, a very compact summary of belief. Um, the Nicene Creed, what, what do you know about the Nicene Creed? Right uh, well, it was created during the, in the Nicene, um, I, like my brain is not, you You apparently are really on with the caffeine, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so the Council of Nicaea. Council, thank you. <laughs> yeah, the Council of Nicaea in the year 325. Yeah. So this was the first major gathering of, of bishops from around the world with representatives from the Pope there as well. And they were gathering to address the question of 
who is Jesus what of do Nazareth? We believe? Yeah, yeah. Because there was a darn bishop down in Egypt, Arius, <laughs> who was saying Jesus is awesome. Uh, I, that's not literally what he said, but he, he, he thought Jesus was great and fine, but he did not think that Jesus actually was, was literally God. God. Yeah. The greatest of the of Arian God's, heresy, the Arian right? heresy, yeah. Arius, uh, the Arian heresy named after its founder, right. Arius. Most heresies, by the way, most major heresies are founded by, or their founder is usually a priest or a bishop. Of course. Yeah. So we, we lay people, we're, <laughs> we're off the hook as far as founding heresies. We, we just all run up to follow them. Yeah, yes! Exactly. That sounds good, Arius. Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> by the way, that's why... Things like the catechism are such a gift because mm-hmm. they can be a reminder. Because so we we don't have this problem here in the diocese of Sioux Falls. Uh, Bishop Bishop DeGrude is not going to be starting a new heresy no. anytime soon. Not that we know of. No. But but it's, it's always it's a gift to have an objective document. Mm-hmm. Bishop DeGrude would say it's a gift for him as he's trying yes. to teach and lead us yes. in the faith. And our priests would say the same thing. Uh, so I'm not saying like we should be like oh. Excuse me, uh, Bishop. <laughs> We're in the catechism. Right now. No, no. But it, to have a, a to have a resources yeah. to have a, a, a gift like the catechism is a yeah. is a is a great thing. So the council of the catechism points us to the council of Nicaea, which summarizes the reasons why the word became flesh for us men, humanity for mm-hmm. us and for our salvation. Mm-hmm. He came flesh, and that was what you said early on mm-hmm. to save the world. But that's not one of the four. But that's that's the overarching yes. thing. But then the church is going to break down that answer into four. So okay. we'll look at these four in just a moment. But if you're just tuning in, welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, talking with Renee Kranz today, who's not quite on, you know. Uh, it's, uh, it's Friday. It's early on a Friday. It's been as busy. We're uh, it's a four, it was a four-day week, though, Renee. You just haven't <sighs> recovered from your Memorial Day yet. Yeah. I so. <laughs> Well, you got another weekend to recover. Oh, that's not going to help. Okay. <laughs> so we're talking about the the reasons for the incarnation, why the word became flesh, based on what the church formally teaches us in the catechism. So um, looking at the catechism, 457, 58, 59, and 460 give us, again, these four delineations. Now, as I said early on, it's important to recognize that there are other reasons or other ways to express these reasons. Mm-hmm. So um, these are true, but you could put them in different ways. Sure. There, there could be other ways to, to phrase them. Sure. So don't feel too You're trying to make me feel better about what I said earlier. Well, no, sure. what you said was all true. <laughs> so 450, would you mind just reading that, that first paragraph in 457, the bigger um, print? Sure. The word became flesh for us in order to save us by reconciling us with God who loved us and sent his son to be the expiation for our sins. The father has sent his son as the savior of the world, and he was revealed to take away sins. So there's two quotes in there. Well, one quote actually in in that portion. uh, Well, it's all coming from St. John's first letter. So Mm -hmm. first John paragraph, paragraph, uh, chapter four and chapter three, uh, the catechism quotes from. So the first reason the church gives us for why the word became flesh, is to save us by reconciling us with God. Mm-hmm. So because of Adam and Eve's original sin, which every one of us quote-unquote inherit, and then because of our, because of our actual sins, we are, we, we, we are separated from God. Yeah. We come into life 
separated from God, and then by our action because of original sin, and then by our actual sins, we sort of compound that problem. Mm-hmm. Well, the word became flesh to first to save us by reconciling mm-hmm. us um, with God. I think it's Bishop Barron who is just going to win on a Rochester Diocese. Be very near lucky group by. of people. Um, <laughs> I think it's Bishop Barron who pointed this out. Reconciliation. Silly. So I, I love, um, he and I are uh, alike in that sometimes we both we both like to look at what etymology has mm-hmm. to say. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's he, he, one of his shows years ago, he made this observation. That's where I heard it at least. Reconciliation. Cilia. Do you know what, what cilia Mm-mm. refers to? So to be reconciled with. Cilia. So... My eyelashes. Okay. <laughs> you should be getting nervous. That's a nervous laugh. So to be reconciled, like there's this sense of to be, um, like we're brought back into relationship so close that our cilia are touching. Oh my gosh, I am. <laughs> we're not going to do that. But I had to do that just to, you know, do the gesture of touching my eyelashes. Yeah. So to be wow. reconciled means to be brought back into relationship. Okay. Uh, relatedly, another favorite one, adoration. Okay. Do you know any, any the etymology of adoration? No. So you think of what, what what's the connotation? What's well, the feeling? Every, right. And so, but, but like, just go, go every day, like, um, to adore something. What does that feel like? Enter into? Is that what you're, I don't know. I think I'm, for most people and yeah, you're, you're, you're not average. You're abnormal. Uh, in a good, <laughs> in a good way. Okay. I think for like to adore, to bow down, to worship. Oh, I, to I a- think, when you said to adore, I'm thinking of like adore on a house. No. I'm telling you, I am off today. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Oh my gosh. I don't know why my brain went there. The etymology but... of adoration to adore in the sense of to worship, not the etymology of the thing that you walk through to enter into. I'm like, okay, that's why you said to enter into. It's really struggling with. Um, you know, we prayed before this, but and the Holy Spirit has not come yet. No. <laughs> and now apparently eyelashes are in your eyes. Now eyelashes are in my eyes. <laughs> okay. Please. So adoration. Continue. Yes. Adoration. Ad ora. Do you know any Latin, Renee? No. Aura. Well, I mean, I, I I know the words, but I don't know what they mean. Uh, means mouth. Okay. Ador- that makes so sense. Adoration, I think the connotation oftentimes is to bow down to worship, and there's a negative. Kneel before me, mm-hmm. you know, kneel before Zod. Yes. Super, Superman, uh, hello. Well, good job. <laughs> um, so that negative, like, bow down, right. you nothing before. That's not, in the Christian sense, what it means. Okay. Um, aura is mouth. Ad is two. Ad oration, mouth to mouth. Wow. So again, an implication of intimacy, of right. closeness. Of relationship, so to be reconciled with God means to for our relationship with God to be restored, and 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 and, and literally, there's still that darn eyelash in my eye. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go off the the eyelash for a second. So to me, this okay, this is really when you really think about this, this is really incredible because God could have reconciled us with Him in any way mm-hmm. He wanted to, mm-hmm. but He chose to come here and be among us yep. and do it that way and be that close, like you're talking about. Um, I don't really know of any gods in the fictional sense yeah. that oh, yeah. that is or was ever the case. It's always uh, somehow out of reach. Yep. 
where God actually came here and, and wanted to be with us. Right, right. And they might, you know, yeah, even the, like the, the, the mythological gods, mm-hmm. um, they, they might have human form, <clears throat> but they're much more like human than right. divine. Like right. it, it's when you look at the gods who seem so very divine, mm-hmm. their divinity is completely other. Right. And they never come near. Right. Okay, anyway. All right, so that's 457. Just for the sake of time, there's a beautiful quote there from St. Gregory of Nyssa, but we don't have time to look at it, so folks right. will have to look it up if they want to. <laughs> so the first reason why the were became flesh, to save us by reconciling us with God. Number two, Renee, could you read 458? Sure. The word became flesh so that thus, uh, thus we might know God's love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And again, more quotes from St. John. Again, his first letter and then, of course, the gospel, John 3.16, for God so loved the world. And this just flows from what you were saying, actually, looking at the reconciling. Mm-hmm. He, he came among us to show us how much the Father loves us. Right. Because, as you said— He could have just been like, boop, there you go, we're reconciled. He could have, quote-unquote, snapped his spiritual yeah. fingers. Yeah, but he didn't do that. He didn't. Um, the other thing too, yeah, this is not really uh, said any, in the, any of the other, other four, uh, the other three explicitly either. Um, it's not, Jesus, Jesus didn't come just to, to give us some information that we were lacking. Right. Uh, it, it Jesus did teach us, but he came to do more. I mean, God could have sent a telegram mm-hmm. if he just wanted to inform. He'd been communicating to us via the prophets. Mm-hmm. Um, Moses and David and Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and all those other prophets, uh, the Old Testament, throughout the Old Testament, uh, for thousands of years, um, or even longer, really. He'd been communicating to us, informing us of things. In the incarnation, something more, yes, there is informing that happens, but something more that happens. uh, And one of them is he's showing us the father's love. Yeah. He wanted to bring us the love we were missing. So right. Not right. just the information we were missing. You're exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I think by, by, by again, drawing so near to us, mm-hmm. he's showing us how much the father loves us. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, 459. Could you read 459? The word became flesh to be our model of holiness. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. On the mountain of the transfiguration, the Father commands, listen to him. Jesus is the model for the Beatitudes and the norm of the new law. Love one another as I have loved you. This love implies an effective offering of oneself after his example. So what does that one convey to you? What does that mean? How would you summarize well, this? Well, that was the, I think I said that at the beginning, to show us how to be holy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So Jesus we shows needed us, an example because we, we weren't very good at it. Right. So and really, to be holy means to be fully human. Right. So Jesus is the paradigm, the norm, the example of what it means to be fully human, mm-hmm. fully alive, which is what holiness is. Right. Uh, so he shows us how this human thing is done. He sort of shows us how to be human, how to do human, if you will. That's a really good way to say that. Cause I think we all assume that holiness is not possible, right. but it's actually the, the, the fulfillment of who we are as, exactly. as human beings. Yep. yep. And, 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 and certainly by ourselves because of original sin, mm-hmm. 
by ourselves, it is impossible. But with God's grace, which Jesus came to give us, Mm -hmm. it is possible. All right. So I want to say the the catechism to me saves the best for last. And I want to take the the four minutes or so that we have left to really talk about 460. So first, could you go ahead and read it, please? Sure. The word became flesh to make us partakers of the divine nature. For this is why the word became man and the son of God became the son of man. So that man, by entering into communion with the word and thus receiving divine sonship, might become a son of God. For the son of God became man so that we might become God. The only begotten son of God, wanting to make us sharers in his divinity, assumed our nature so that he, made man, might make men gods. If you didn't read that in the catechism, you might think that was heresy. (laughs) You probably (laughs) would think it was heresy. So... There's four quotes there. The first is from Scripture, St. Peter's uh, second letter. Uh, the Word became flesh to make us partakers of the divine nature. St. Peter wrote that in his, again, second letter, partakers of the divine nature. And then we get three saints, all brilliant men, St. Irenaeus, St. Athanasius, and then St. Thomas Aquinas. And Thomas in particular, which is where the last quote was from. Mm-hmm. So it goes chrono- chronologically. Right. Irenaeus was in the 150s-ish. Athanasius uh, was... He was uh, the great defender of the faith in response to Arius, mm-hmm. so early 4th century, um, and then St. Thomas Aquinas in the 13th century. And Thomas, people would think when you read the Summa Theologiae, his, his most well-known work, initially it might seem very dry and formalistic and so on. So he was not given to flights of fancy in his, right. in his writing, but he still... So the thing that strikes me about this is the church in Scripture... And in her saints, in her in her th- great theologians, does not know how to convey the truth of 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 this teaching, in uh, other than saying God became man so that man may become gods, right? Which just sounds on its face crazy, right? So the church is not saying here that we're going to add to the Trinity, right? I mean, there's, there's three persons in mm-hmm. one God. Uh, we're not going to add persons to the Trinity. We're not going to add multiple gods. <clears throat> but we, by virtue of our baptism mm-hmm. and the life, the sacramental life of the church, we, be- we become, again, St. Peter's word from Scripture, partakers of the divine nature. Right. We participate in God's own way of existence, in right. God's divine nature. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But we're sons and daughters of God. But that's what it means. Yeah, exactly. Yes. yes. So we ha- that has to be true, because or you can't be sons and daughters of God. We we could metaphorically, we sure. could in a Hallmark card. But that's way, not how it's meant. But that's not how it's meant. Yeah. We literally begin to share in God's own life. So that's that's why we're called sons and daughters mm-hmm. of God, because mm-hmm. to be a son or a daughter means to share in the nature of. Yep. And we share yep. in the nature of the Father. Just like we share in the nature of our own parents. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so. This one is to me like it, because it's the most mind blowing. It's definitely worth praying with. So what you might do again, you could just do an internet search for um, Catechism of Catholic Church four sixty. Pull this up, but other the other ones as well, mm-hmm. and 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 reflect on it. Pray with it. Ask the Lord uh, to show you what this means for you because it's beautiful teaching. But especially four sixty, and we've talked about four sixty before, mm-hmm. um, maybe in the show notes of like some of those past episodes. But it really is a, an incredible teaching. Yeah.
Yeah. Agreed. We could probably spend a lot more time on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we really don't have any more time. <laughs> so those are the four reasons that the church gives for why the word became flesh. Renee, thanks for helping me today. You bet. And that will wrap up, wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org with any questions about today's episode or ideas for future ones. And until next time, may God bless you.